Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Burns. Now, today we're going to discuss Limerick heavyweight Kevin Sheehy, who was murdered in the summer of 2019. His killer was caged around Christmas time for life. And we're not going to speak about that. But today on the Rocky Road, we want to hear about Kevin, the man, the teammate, the boxer. And I'm privileged to be joined today by his amateur coach, Ken Moore from St. Francis in Limerick. And his great friend, Paddy Donovan, who's one of the up-and-coming professional prospects in Irish boxing, and indeed world boxing. Lads, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kev. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Ken, I'll start with you. Um, when did you first come across Kevin Sheehy? He was, uh, what age was he and, you know, where was he coming to you in his life? Well, when I first um, saw Kevin was, um, a lot of years ago, he was 14, was like a, um, a monster championship in Ballybunion. I think Paddy boxed that one as well. And um, we we were actually was boxing. Kevin was boxing with the Lady Lords at the time. Um, he he started in South Hill, and he was in Lady Lords. And I was actually going to leave for the day because we were finished. And one of the other coaches said, oh, "Can we hold on a few minutes? I'm going to watch my my friend's son box." And he just pointed Kevin out to me, and he was 14. He was a big lump of a lad at that stage. And um, I, I stayed on, and, and we watched him, and he actually won a very good fight. And um, that was the first time I, I'd seen him. Um, so. A couple of weeks later, Paddy went up, and I know Paddy uh, won the national title. And I suppose, uh, you know, that was kind of half expected. But Kevin Sheehy then also won the national title that year, and that was quite unusual because he was only starting out. Um, so you know, I kept an eye on him, and, and things were good. And that was that's when I first saw Kevin. Maybe a year or two later, it was two years later actually. You know, he won another title in his first year, and he probably didn't get back to that. That again, you know, and uh, he was kind of losing interest a little bit with the with the boxing side of thing. And, and Martin Donovan, Paddy's dad, actually rang me, you know, and said, you know, the, the young lad here, and I was I was humming and hawing. And then Kevin's dad, Kev, came down to the club um, to ask me when I take him on. And again, I wasn't too sure. And he said, look, he, it's either that or he's going to pack in the boxing. And I said, you know what, you know, instead of him doing that, we'll, we'll bring him on. And um, wasn't too sure how it went, but how it was going to go. But it actually went very well. We were a very good fit, I suppose, to each other. And Kevin she to St. Francis. And then um, he kind of progressed very well after that. You know, but it was it was a lot of groundwork done with Southside of Lady Lourdes. Um, with Martin Donovan before before Kev came to us. And then um, you know, he, he really kicked on to the next level, I suppose, when he got comfortable with me and um the coaches at St. Francis. Yeah. Paddy, you and Kevin obviously go back since your children. Yeah, that's right. Uh, kind of like the start off with Kenny. Kind of walked into our gym about 13 years old. Um, he was doing kickboxing at the time in rugby, and he just came into the gym and kind of went from there, flourished from there. We um, we started a great partnership together. We started training together, going forward together, and uh, started traveling the world eventually together. And um, he started to progress a lot in the boxing side of it, came forward, got stronger, got bigger, started to win national titles, kept improving. And then it came a time, as Ken said, he was slipping a bit from boxing and my dad rang Ken and introduced him to Ken and they kind of went from there. And when Ken got his hands on him, they really flourished together and became a very, very successful team. And there was going to be a big goal set out for Kevin. We know that. And eventually in 2024, he's going to reach the Olympic Games. Unfortunately, it never happened, but he was on the right path and Ken was doing a great job with him. It's not hard to slip in your early teenage years. Do you recall what it was about Kevin that made him kind of fall from boxing? Did you ever have the same temptation yourself? Well, obviously, when you come to a certain age, uh, 
transactions come, you know what I mean? You, you meet friends, you start to social a lot more different people and you kind of, some some people slip away, some people start, for me, getting married, uh, that I could have lost interest in boxing, but for, for, for my luck, I didn't. I kind of continued and kept training and kept in the gym and kept with my dad. And my dad helped me a lot, you know what I mean? He was my coach and he pushed me. So that made the job a lot easier. But some kids don't have that advantage, you know. Some kids kind of go leaving their home by themselves and just meet their friends in the club. Then their friends in the club gets older and they slip away from boxing. And eventually they start to slide themselves. But as again, you know, you need someone behind them that keeps pushing them all the time. And if you don't have that, it kind of makes it a lot harder and complicated. Yeah, it's good to have friends that you've come up with all the way as well to keep each other interested and keep each other motivated. Do you recall Kevin's first All-Ireland Championship? How did he take it? How did, Was he uh, over the moon, I assume? It was absolutely brilliant. I remember he was on a roll. He won the Munsters, as Ken said, down in Ballybunion. Then he went to Dublin and he fought uh, the heavyweight. I'm not sure of his name right now from Dublin. Um, yeah, I think Clark. Clark yeah, yeah, Clark. He boxed Clark in a couple of finals. So yeah. that was a big, big fight fighting Clark. And we didn't really expect to win that day, but... When he won that, it kind of was a big step stone towards his career. And from there, he took on the flight and just kept going upwards from there. And who who did you, did you have a rivalry about who was the better boxer, yourself and himself? Or was there, because I'm sure there's always a bit of that. Like. <laughs> uh, it's different, you know what I mean? I, I, at the time, I'd, I'd, I had won a good few national titles, you know what I mean? I was kind of well known, but he, he surprised everyone by just coming through, basically training and then popping in to win a national title being big, being heavyweight, and Limerick's not really used to having a lot of good, successful heavyweights, so his name was kind of starting to catch fire around that time, and my name was already kind of there, thereabouts already. <laughs> yeah, there, there since you're a kid, yeah, because Limerick has, Limerick has a rise in boxing heritage as well, like a famous old boxing heritage, but obviously going back to Andy Lee, who you're both integrally involved with, what sort of buzz did Andy Lee give, in your perspective, to the young kids of Limerick, I suppose winning as as his world title in 2014, but he was a prominent boxer for the decade or so before that, obviously at the Olympic Games 10 years before. Did he have an influence on the likes of yourself and Kevin Sheehy? Of course, he's the big influence. You know what I mean? He's one of the reasons why kids in Limerick started boxing. And um, from there, we kind of went from there. And young fighters like myself looking up towards things like this, we um, looked at Andy Lee and took him as an inspiration and kind of pushed on from there. A lot of fighters right now is fighting from Limerick City because of Andy Lee. Mm. Ken, your first All-Ireland with Kevin, um, so he, he won the youth one and uh, was it the, was that, was he under your tutelage at the time or was it the, the under-18s was your was, first yeah, one? Yeah, it was the under-18s for me and um, <clears throat> there's always a story behind it with Kevin, you know. Um, as it happens that year, there was two under-18 championships. One was to pick a team to go to the Europeans and the second was to pick a team to go to the, the World Championships. Um, so GC was in great form for the, the first one. It was on in June, start of June. And we went to Dublin and um, Kev drew a guy in a semi, there was five in the way, in the semi-final called um, Martin Mungins from Fermenis. Good kid as well, really good lad. And he just didn't perform at all. It was, he was, it was one of his, his worst performances, you know. And um, so he was beaten then and... Um, Young Wangans then was picked to the European Championship. He won it out and he got to the last eight Europeans. Um, so we had the summer, that's what we had. The next one was on very start of September. The next kind of, it was going to get another under 18s. So we prepared for that. And it was during that time, I think that that's when 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 we clicked. We really clicked fully, myself and Kev. We started working on the psychological side of stuff. Um, you know, he was always... um down on himself, he was always a little bit negative, you know, um, his own thought processes and that. 
But for the summer, we worked on that and we worked together and we became close. And we went back up then um, in September and wouldn't get out five in the way and we got Mongans in the semi, yeah. semi-final again. What are you going to do? Um, and Kevin was class that night. He, you know, he beat Mong. Mongans was a good kid and he, he, beat, he beat him handy that same night. Um, I can remember Paddy's dad, Martin, came down to the dressing room afterwards and just said to Kevin, that was world class. And um, the next day, he was actually in the final the next day against a really big lad, Carr, I think was his name, from, from Mayo. And he came through that as well. And that was his first title with us. And it had been, say, he, we won the ones, and then he lost maybe three or four in a row. So winning that one kind of got the monkey off his back a bit. And um, then the two boys went to um, uh, St. Petersburg, I think that one was, Paddy, and uh, to, to Kevin's first world championship. And wouldn't you know, when he got over there, he um, he drew the world champion in his very first fight. I thought, oh, Jesus, here we go. And um, But, you know, he, he gave the guy a good rattle, lost on points, but came back with so much confidence. And, you know, he, he, knew, he knew this is what he wanted to do and he wanted to maybe do it at a higher level. And um, that's that's where we kicked on myself and Kev um, after that other Aideen Irish final. Where where did the lack of belief come from before it, before you kind of drummed them into really believing in themselves? Well, lack of belief, you know what it is, is there's, there's, there's areas in every town, you know, and they're, they're so-called underprivileged areas, you know, where kids are, are taught this from a young age, you know, that this is what I expected of you. you you're going to go on the door, you're going to go to jail, you're going to do these other things, you know, and you see people around you and, and, and you know, that's what they're doing. And there's no great belief that, you know, you, you can achieve more. There's no great belief that... You know, there's there's other things outside the norm, um, you know, in these areas. But there is, and that's what that's what we started working on. Kev, uh, you've just been a little bit more positive, you know, explaining little things. Like you couldn't tell Kevin for the first three months that he was good at something without him turning bright red and dropping his face. You know, it, it, it's just that's sometimes kids, you know, they, they need to hear a little bit more. You know, now Kev has a wonderful family, and Paddy knows all them as well. Very supportive on both sides of his family. But you know, sometimes when you're in an area. Uh, and 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 you're kind of being told by the authorities, being told by the school teachers, being told by the police that you, you're not going to amount to anything. You know, sometimes you start believing that. And I, I think maybe that was the case with Kev as he came along. But, you know, as Paddy said, you, you could see more in him. You really could. We could anyway. Maybe he just couldn't see it himself. And then he started seeing it. He started to believe in it. And then, you know, he, he became a very confident young man and grew into a fantastic individual. So, Paddy, when you went to the World Youth Championships in Russia 2016, did you see, obviously, Kevin was after winning the All-Ireland title, beating Francis Carr. You know, he'd lost the same All-Ireland title, the under-18s, previously that year. So by the time you went to the World Championships, did you see a difference in your friend at this stage? Yeah, obviously, there was an improvement straight away from Kenneth. And then when you get to that Irish elite level, high-performance coach takes you on and they really nourish you and do a great job on you. So Kevin didn't start to come to start to change in transacting to becoming a high performance boxer. And uh, we had a great trip that time. We had a big preparation. We had, I think, a six or eight weeks preparation between Belfast and Russia. So we're a good while out there together and spent a lot of time together. Obviously built a better bond and got closer together. Both, both of us eventually lost out to Azerbaijan. My guy was the European champion and his guy was the world champion at the time. We went out to the competition on the same day, remarkably. So, again, we had a great run of it, great time, great learning experience for both of us. And we were just building our platform to, to build ourselves into the elite level a couple of years down the line. 
How did you find Russia? Because uh, we've heard stories from Irish boxers over the years about going to places, Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan, Russia. It uh, presents a challenge food-wise and just the way they live over there. Yeah, it's a different different environment completely. I've been there eight times now myself. So I, I, <laughs> the last couple of times, I've started to get used to it. And one time we spent five weeks in a, in the middle of uh, Chekhov, in, in that training camp, four weeks or something in Chekhov. And, then the, the the weather was absolutely terrible, snowing very heavy, no Wi-Fi, no internet. The food was completely different. We're isolated away in these big woods, and but again, these little things you have to go through in life to to recognize what you have to do and what you have to push yourself through to become successful and become a better fighter. That's what you have to do. Remember that uh, that Worlds was I think it was the first major tournament after Rio 2016, and there was a lot of anxiety about whether like the the robberies of Rio would continue and they got rid of a lot of referees and judges. And the Ireland team performed quite well over in in Russia that time. But was there? Uh, I'm sure there was a good mood in the in the camp as well. And who would have been the jokers in the team at the time? Was Kevin one of them, or would have he would he have been someone that people play jokes on? I suppose you don't really want to play too many jokes on the heavyweight because you might uh, you might get punished. I don't know. To be fair, uh, Kevin was quiet, very quiet, but very, very focused on what he had to do out there. He was very, the mentality was very, very strong. The jokers of the team probably would have been myself, Gabriel Dawson and Michael Nevin. Probably the three of us together now. But Kevin was very down to earth and very focused out there. Very, very, very focused on what he had to do. Uh, Ken, it wasn't all plain sailing. The following year, uh, Kevin lost the Irish under-22 semi-final to Jeffrey Kavanagh. And you probably had to pick him up again, or was this now one of those things? It's a process. You win some, you lose some, but you always give your, you always perform to your best. How did you, how did you? Uh, yeah, you, that one? you know what? You're after hitting the nail on the head there. And um, he came back from the the World Championships, and, and we we worked to this this you know this performance. We'd started talking performance rather than winning loss, and that that was a huge thing. And you know that's that's what you'll be told. Uh, Any. Elite Hadley will tell you that you know, about the performance. So we went to the 22s and um, he dropped down um, to 91 kilos. He was 91 plus beforehand. And we knew Jeff Kavanaugh. We knew he was he was damn good. Um, I think he was often beaten in the final of the Elites. And um, Kevin got a public warning that day for uh, his gumshoe coming out. And he lost kind of a, a 3-2 decision that could have went his way. But it was... Um, it was that day, you know, we kind of knew, you know, yeah, okay, he can do these things at elite level, at senior level. Um, we actually left 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 the stadium that day, believe it or not, on a high after the performance that he put in, knowing that, you know, we're going to come back next year. This is our title next year. Uh, and more, more so, you know, and um, yeah, it was, so there wasn't a whole pile of picking up. We absolutely took the, um, took the positives from that loss against young Kevna and um, just drove on, really, drove on together. Um, you know, there's 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 lots of ways to look at things. There's lots of ways the boxers look at it. winning and losing. You know, it's not black and white. It can't be black and white. You you know, you got to look at your performances. You you know, if you perform as well as you can possibly do, and the other boxer beats you, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. If you perform as well as you possibly do, like as you touched on Rio, and maybe the judges don't see it your way, then there's not a whole pile you can do about that either. You know, so when you get a boxer that starts thinking that way, the way Kevin was thinking at that time. You know, they're, 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 you know they're on the right track, you know they're going the right way. Mm. Um, for you and Kevin, Paddy, were there, we've heard talk about 2024 for Kevin and probably with the age profile of heavyweights, that's uh, that's a realistic thing we could have been talking about one day. But, you know, Tokyo 2020 was on the horizon and the following year, Kevin, or 2017, Kevin goes on a bit of a winning streak 
And uh, I think you were winning pretty much every fight you, you boxed at the time as well. So Kevin wins the 2017 Box Cup, the Irish Intermediate Final and uh, the Irish Under-22 Final at the second time of asking. Um, I'm sure you're thinking about Tokyo. Was was there was there a bit of Kevin kind of thinking he could make an early run of it as well? Yeah, I suppose I was thinking about it. Being my weight, at the weight category that I was at, you would start to think about things like that. But for the heavyweights... They really don't peak for later on in the career, as you can see. Like so, Wilder right now, thirty six, Fury, all the guys peaks, kind of a lot, a few years past the welterweights and fellas like that. So Kevin was more realistic, hitting towards twenty twenty four, and he believed in twenty twenty four, and uh, that was his goal really. My goal probably was twenty twenty two. I think I, I had a lot won and was on a good run coming up to it. So my goal was twenty twenty two, or sorry, twenty twenty, but yeah. Kevin's, yeah, Kevin's was 2024, realistically. What was uh, the best performance you've seen from him around that time? Did you see him Did you see him in any of those fights, particularly maybe the 2022s or the intermediates that you said it's it's really fallen into place from? For me, it was his sparring, the improvement in his sparring, because I got to see him from the age of 13, 14, 15 in the gyms and seeing the transaction he was making over. So we we went on that training camp out the russian i got to see him sparring the russians out there and the kazakhstans the cubans i got to see him uh not the cubans the Uzbekistan's and fighters like that so i got them to see him sparring and you could see the difference in them and the mentality they had and the goals he wanted to accomplish in the sport and you could see he was putting it all in together on one when he was sparring that's what really stood out for me his sparring sessions yeah because like and you've been compared like i mean this is probably quite complimentary but you've been compared like to a young prince nasim hamad and in, in the style you know hands low shots from all angles and stuff like that but for kevin and uh, you've been around some of the top heavyweights what sort of style for those who didn't get to see him box would you compare him to if you were to watch him today in, in action Kevin had a very, very nice style of boxing. He was kind of, he liked these angled shots down the middle. And when he got with Kenneth there, Kenneth started to use them as uh, changing angles a lot, changing two-sided angles, going right, going left, switching the angles a lot. So he was very, very exciting. Like Ian Tyson, if he, if he had to describe him as an Irish fighter, he was attacking down the middle and then he'd switch, come from a different angle, which is the perfect way to be training heavyweights out of the line, keeping left and right and changing the angles all the time and that's what Kenneth started to do with Kevin and Kevin started to replicate that great in fights and start to be very successful with it. Yeah. Ken, big hopes for the 2018 Elite Final against Kirill Afansiv, um, a big one, you know, St. Francis looking for another senior champion. I don't know when your last one previously was, not too long ago, I'm sure, but uh, big hopes on the night, but at the same time, probably an acceptance that it was early in Kevin Sheehy's career to be looking for Elite titles. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's strange things about, you know, that goes on in the background of boxing. Um, Kevin only entered that, that league championship to see could we get him up to the high performance unit. Because six months earlier, he actually, and not many people know this now, six months earlier, he got up there because um, Miles Casey had been our, our league champion before that and Jimmy Moore before that and then Andy. So Miles had been asked to go up and do the training in Abbottstown. And um, Kevin, as the junior champion, um, said, you know what, I'll go up the road with you. So he went up the road and he wasn't allowed into the, the hall. You know, the, the coaches, uh, like Morris asked him who he was. He said, I'm done really. I came up with this chap, I just assumed I'd fall in and uh, he wasn't allowed. And, you know, he, he didn't like that. I didn't like it myself, but, uh, you know, what can you do? So we actually put him to the elites that year just to see, could we get into the last four? So he, you know, so he could be invited to the, to the, um, to the high performance unit out there in Abbottstown. Um, well, as you said, he went down a great run. Uh, he was on, we didn't need to enter the elites because he was on the radar anyway. 
I think he, the senior championships that he provided three fights in that championship, he was outstanding. You know, he he was he was seen as, as, as the best boxer in the championship. I know I spoke to Kelly Harrington after it and Bernard Dunn. They felt he was the best on show and then he won the 22s. But because it was part of our plan and we worked out plans and, you know, you have to do that, work out your plan for the year, the elites was on our plan and we entered. And um, he made the final, probably, as you said, um, overstepped the target a little bit. Uh, he fought Kirill in the final. And uh, Chris, as, as we've seen it now, he's, he's a top guy. Um, he had four or five years on Kevin as well, which at heavyweight is huge. You know, Kevin had just turned 19. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, I suppose, a disappointing night. But, uh, you know, it was, it was astounding for a young man in 19 and a heavyweight division to get to an elite final. Um, so, disappointed on the night. But, you know, long term, you know, it was probably to be expected. Yeah, it was a neck and neck fight as well. It wasn't as if he was outclassed or anything like that. And he, he actually probably won friends and admirers for his performances that night too. Yeah, there was talk after. You no, know, Andy was talking, and um, Darren O'Neill actually was, and they were kind of saying that. Borden said it in the interviews afterwards that you know talking about Kevin that the next time the seniors come around, this is probably going to be the man that's going to win the division. You know, and I remember I'd met him three days after that, and he he, he was I said he was after, not so much after watching the fight, but he was after watching the interviews back maybe 10 times because he couldn't believe there were like these people who he'd looked up to for so many years were actually speaking about him and what he was going to achieve, you know, and and then we got um, something back from, from the high performance unit said that they were looking at him as an athlete, a podium athlete for 2024 for um, the Paris Olympics. Yeah. And, you know, that was another kind of a shot in the arm and it was, it was great. And, you know, I think things were on a good trajectory at that stage. So he didn't take these losses too hard once you were in his ear telling him, like, look, your performance is good and you've got good hype from the people on the punditry. Like, because when Kevin, Kevin was a hero in his, uh, his estate, John Crew Park, wasn't he? So he wouldn't have been too despondent to go back as a runner up or, or would he? Like, I mean, some people, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, look, I mean, it's easy to say you worked your performance is good, but Paddy will tell you, there are losses and losses. It still burns you, you know, it still burns you. So, could I have done this? Could I have done that? But once you know you performed as well as you can, you know, it's, 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 um, it, it, you know, it takes the sting away a little bit. But, um, just you touched on something there, like, you know, John Carew Park. Remember the last couple of times that I drove Kevin home? Um, once was from Hall and a couple of times from Sparn. It, it, was, it was great to see. As you drive down towards um, where Kevin's house was, there was a green on the right as you drive down. And you see all these young lads out because they're always out in the green mess. And, and they'd all stop and they'd all wave in at Kevin, you know, and he'd wave back and he'd think nothing of it, Kevin, you know. But just, it was a, a thrill for them. And I used to drop him off and it was, it was um, a cul de sac. So I'd be coming back up the same road. And you'd see all these kids that we just passed, maybe they were kicking ball or out in. Little motorbikes that tended up there, but they'd all be shadow boxing off each other, you know, after seeing Kevin Sheehy, you know. And this was a lad at that stage was 20 years of age. So I suppose you you know, it'd make you think, you know, at, at a young age that he was aspiring these young young kids and you know how much more he could have done. You know, I know we don't want to harp too much on it, but you know, it showed how much he's respected in the area, how much these these, you know, the run he went on. You know, it gave a lot of people in his area hope as well, you know, and yeah. showed some of the young kids that maybe, you know, there's a different way out. You know, you don't have to go down the drugs and the and, and the crime, you know, and um, that maybe that's, for me, that's the biggest pity that he's not still with us. You know, it really, really is. But, um, yeah, so uh, I'm digressing there. I apologize. Uh, no, I, that, I, uh, I, I, led you, I led you down that path, to be honest, Ken. Uh, I knew, I, I've read your comments in the media already about 
you know, what he meant to the people like John Crew Park and what he meant to the kids. And earlier on the podcast, you kind of mentioned how Kevin mightn't have had the belief because he didn't have necessarily some of the role models to show him away. But even though he was here for a short time, it does. And we've spoke about his achievements now for half an hour. He made an impact. Um, Absolutely, he did. You know, and, and even outside, I was more importantly outside of the box. And, you know, as I said, like the kids would be waving at him as he drove down that road. But adults, middle-aged, you know, people, even older people would be waving as well, you know. He was kind of, he was their, their star, you know. Mm. Um, a rough area, maybe not village area, an area maybe that, you know, doesn't get all, all the breaks that others do. But um, Kev was definitely one of their shining lights and he was one that they all loved up there. Paddy, it must have been a great thrill coming back down the N7 or whatever. Champion, champion, mates for years. You know, great days for you both. Yeah, it was a great feeling. Obviously, uh, coming up along, I was in a lot of national titles. So some days, most days, more than all the other teammates, I would have been the one with the medals. But the times that we had Kevin coming down the car with my brother Edward with national medals, around our necks. It was obviously a great privilege for me and it was a happy moment for me, not just me always winning it, but getting it cheered out throughout Limerick City, other fighters being champions, coming down the road champions and it was great for the city and the people of the city. And um, it was a great, it was great. It's a great feeling for me to have Limerick at such a high level right now, young fighters coming through, even between the amateurs and the professionals. People like Kenneth Moore and the clubs in Limerick bringing the young stars through and giving them an opportunity that, that I have right now. And that's all we really want from the city. That's all we want to give. We want to be successful and be idols, as we're talking about Andy Lee a while ago. Be idols like Andy Lee, Willie Casey's and fighters like them. Yeah, because Limerick appears to have a massive number of young professionals now. Obviously yourself and your brother, but young Harty and G Train and Morrissey and Lee Reeves. And I'm probably leaving out one or two as well. Like, and uh, apologies to anybody I didn't mention, but you know, most of you, I'm sure, have been touched by Kevin, Kevin Jeehy's life and are using it. And I, I, I'm expecting big things from the boxers of Limerick in the next decade because you're making a lot of noise now, young guys in your early 20s. And I imagine we're going to see more, uh, you know, the achievements we've seen by Andy Lee, Willie Casey in the decade previous. Yeah, most of the fighters right now in Limerick was previously would have been friends with Kevin. So we're a very tight knit family with friends. We train together a lot. Even we're in different gyms and different clubs. We still meet up and we still train together. Even our social life we continues to be friends. So it's a very tight knit area group of people and uh, we back each other and the city really backs all the fighters inside it. And that really helps us between sponsors and all the people of the city always backing us. And we're, as I said, we're a very strong knit community and that's the way we want to keep it. Uh, Kenneth, uh, Kevin, Kevin signed off in All-Ireland competition as an All-Ireland under-22 champion in 2019, beat Thomas Mohan. And um, shortly before the tragedy that occurred with him, he won the whole box cup. And I guess... Like we, we, as we know, the sky's the limit. I remember that whole box cup and, you know, you were elated at Kevin's performances and it felt like all was coming good at the time. Yeah, it was. Um, he, he'd actually, in a couple of fights in, in, in that, around that same time, he, um, he boxed in Limerick, actually Paddy's brother Edward boxed the same night, same day. And it's hard to get lads like that to box in Limerick, you know, and they boxed an army selection and, um, you know, Kevin boxed a very good Danny O'Brien, the guy he went on three weeks later to, to win a bronze medal in the World Military Games. And Kev beat him, you know, well, it's a tough fight, but he beat him handy enough on the scorecards. And we went to Hull then the following week and um, there was five in the weight. Well, four. And then we put Kevin's name in. And all of a sudden there was only him and one more. is uh, MMA, professional MMA lad from Scotland. Really tough egg. And um, 
So Kevin, Kevin, yeah, he beat him fairly handy, to be honest, you know. And um, we were just, just got, because he was on the Friday, it was a three-day event. So we were over there for the weekend after myself and Kevin, another boxer, Shane O'Brien, boxed Saturday and Sunday. He also went out the event. But, um, you know, we were able to have a great time that, that weekend. You know, a lot of talking, a lot of... That more bonding, I suppose, but um, his performances around that time were exceptional. You know, he was he was just bubbling under. He, like Daniel Bryan was a really good fighter, and he beat him. And the lad from Scotland was really, really tough, and he beat him fairly handy. And he seemed to be doing it in second gear, and that was something that we spoke about, that he now felt so comfortable in the ring, which he hadn't done previously. You know, I've mm -hmm. seen, you know, you have fighters like Sir Paddy's on the line there. He's one of the most, and for my since he's 11, one of the most comfortable fighters in the ring, or at least appears to be comfortable. Kevin had reached a stage where he just looked very comfortable in the ring and he was in second gear. And we were talking about, you know, let's step it up now. Let's go, you know, let's go up a few gears. It was a discussion we had in Hull, you know. We also discussed, just as you do, when people think boxing is very glamorous, but it's not. You get weighed in the morning, then you go back to the hotel and Paddy will tell you, you're just sitting around for the day, waiting for the, night, the fights that night, watching cartoons and whatnot. Um, we were just going over a bit of CV and, you know, it had been two and a half years since Kevin was beaten by anyone that wasn't an elite champion. And that's kind of what we were aiming at. And we were discussing that he was 19 when he boxed all these elite champions. The next time they were going to fight, he was going to be 21. And that was going to be, those two years were going to be a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that was the last chance I suppose we got was in Hull. And I'm very happy, you know, now I'm very happy that we got that time together. We got that weekend together. And of course he came back with another medal. You know, and, and another say, championship in his pocket because you know that's that's only fitting for for a, a boxer and a person like Kevin Chee. Mm. Of course, uh, Paddy in Kevin's personal life, he was uh, expecting to become a father, very very happy and settled, and very much in love. And you know, before things were taken away from him. But can you remember how ecstatic he was, or how where he was in his life, or was he was he worried about becoming a father? Because I know I became a father this year, and it can be it can be daunting, like you know. Yeah, I remember being in Russia at that time, 2016. He was with that girl from Emerald, who was still with her at the time. And uh, you see how much he loved her. He was never off the phone with her, contacting her daily. And you could see the expression of love. And I remember the time she, she came back, they were finding out the gender reveal. And it was live on Facebook. You could see it for everyone looking around the world on his Facebook, could see it. And the joy he showed that day to bring a little girl into the world. And it's obviously a special feeling for any person to become a father. And I'm sure uh, Kevin was over the moon. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Paddy, how, how will you remember Kevin? How would I remember Kevin? Shy, quiet, but very, very focused on what he wanted to be in life. Had big goals, big ambitions, accomplished a lot of things. And um, I believe he would have accomplished everything he set out to do because he was that kind of a guy. He, he wouldn't stop until he, he was successful. And that was the road he was taking. That was the road he chosen. And um, I think Kevin would have been a success in the sport of boxing. And not just as a boxing, as a friend of mine. Um, I'll never forget him. He'll always be a part of me every time I hop in the ring. He, I think of him, I praise to him, I bless my face. And I thank him after every fight that I have. And he'll always be a part of us, not just me. All the fighters is always coming through Limerick City. He'll always be there and thereabouts in our hearts. That's lovely words. Ken, can I ask you the same? How do you, how do you remember him? I remember Kevin. Kevin was the best of us. You know, he was, uh, as Paddy said, shy. He was extremely kind. Um, you know, and just with, more with his time than anything else. 
And he was funny. Not as funny as he thought he was, but he was yeah. funny. He was a bad man to tell a joke. Because he'd be telling a joke, but he remember this, he'd be laughing half a through his own joke. And he couldn't get to the punchline. Um, but he was just, he was a great guy, you know. There's a, there's a mural sitting on the, the side of St. Francis. Uh, and, and it's of Kevin, obviously. And um, it, it just says Limerick's champion. And I think uh, Paddy alluded to there. I think that's that's what, what it came to because no matter what club you were with, you know, and, and what, if it was, you know, just little rivalries, uh, everybody seemed to like Kevin. Everyone loved Kevin, like, you know. Um, he was just, he was, as I said, he was the best of us. He was such a great young man. He was so, so happy, you know. Six months, he wouldn't stop talking about this child that was coming along. Just, you know, I was expecting it was going to come out with a golden halo on its head. You know, he was so looking forward, plans, and he was going to do this, and he wasn't going to do that. And he, he loved Emma so much, and uh, Kavia, he, he loved her already without even meeting her, you know. Um, obviously, a, a tragedy that she'll never get to meet her dad face to face, but um, such is life. I'll just remember Kev as probably the nicest young man I've ever trained. Absolutely, words, yeah. And I'd like to think he would have been inspired by Kelly Harrington winning the gold medal at the Olympics this year as well, because I know they were they were pally as well, and it would have given him that extra bump towards uh, Paris twenty twenty four. But sure, um, we'll never know. But rest in peace, Kevin Sheehy. And uh, before we go, I just want to ask uh, Paddy about your own uh, unbeaten professional career. You're due out and you're due out again in February in Scotland, right. and uh, things are going well for you in the ring. You fought, I think, is it just four times in the last two years? So things have slowed down or maybe not gone as fast as you would have liked, but there's been issues outside the ring. There's injuries and you've suffered a few bereavements and my heart goes out to you regarding that. Um, but hopefully now in 2022, things will be able to kick on for you properly. Yes, thank you very much, Kenneth. Uh, Kenneth oh, sorry, Kevin. Yeah, training hard. Preparation is going well, preparing well for this fight. Um, my diet has started. And my camp has started, so we're looking onwards and upwards. You know, it's a big fight, it's a big day, the 26th of February. It's a big undercard, a massive undercard, a top rank show. So we just got to prepare well. And um, uh, we had a very difficult 2021 inside and outside of the ring. So we're going to keep our heads down 2022, set big goals and train hard and hopefully we can accomplish our goals. Absolutely. Well, look, uh, Ken Moore, Paddy Donovan, thanks very much for joining us today on the Rocky Road and rest in peace to Kevin G. Thank Thanks, Kevin. Thank you.